Welcome to episode 240 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. Before we get started, I have two favors to ask. If you value the content, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform or on multiple platforms. And secondly, share specific episodes on social media. I do this all the time, especially now that there are almost 250 episodes. If abortion comes up or voter fraud or social media censorship comes up, I grab one of the episodes that address that topic and paste the URL right into the comments box. It gets the conversation going and gives my episodes a little bit of extra exposure. So apparently the Biden administration is not only hell-bent on jump-starting World War III over the Russia-Ukraine war, but they or he or whoever is running the country wants to start a war with Germany as well or at the very least, destroy our diplomatic relationship with our long-running ally, which is nothing new to Biden given his heinous military withdrawal from Afghanistan after lying to Boris Johnson's face, telling him we're staying, and then getting censured by the British Parliament, the only American president, in this case, resident, to do so. They didn't even censure George Washington, whose job it was to kill British soldiers. But we were told Trump was ruining our international relations. What a crock of shit. Depending on where you get your news, the idea of starting World War III may sound crazy, especially for those of you whose primary source is the alphabet soup conspiracy media, Facebook, or some other heavily censored social media platform. You're likely thinking, eh, it's probably just another conspiracy theory. To which my highly informed listeners are thinking, uh, don't most so-called political conspiracy theories end up being admittedly true within 6 to 18 months? For a list of political conspiracy theories from recent history, check out episode 232. And if you want or need a reminder of the evidence of just how corrupt and highly censored our social media platforms are at the behest of the federal government, check out episodes 228 and 234, The Truth About the Twitter Files. While you're listening to this episode, I want you to continually ask the question, what if this had happened when a Republican was in the White House? This episode is based on the reporting of Seymour Hersh, who established himself at the forefront of investigative journalism in 1970 when he was awarded a Pulitzer Prize as a freelancer for his expose on the massacre by U.S. troops in 1968 in the Vietnamese hamlet of My Lai. Since then, he has received numerous awards for his writing and is known around the world as an uncorruptible, independent investigative journalist. And given the story I'm about to share with you, he has some incredible sources deep within the government willing to talk to him and expose the truth. As the title of the episode states, we are going to examine the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. Let's start at the beginning with what the heck is Nord Stream? It's a network of offshore natural gas pipelines in Europe which run under the Baltic Sea from Russia to Germany. It comprises two separate projects, Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. Two of the pipelines, which were known collectively as Nord Stream 1, have been providing Germany and much of Western Europe with cheap Russian natural gas for more than a decade. A second pair of pipelines, called Nord Stream 2, was being built, but was not yet operational. You know how our corrupt establishment leaders are always uttering the words, threat to our democracy, or... It's in America's national interest. But how could one possibly make the argument that a pipeline halfway around the world has anything to do with American interest? I mean, what level of hubris and feeling of self-importance must one have in order to make that claim? 
Why can't our leaders stay in their lane? I mean, the U.S. economy is in shambles. The dollar is collapsing, as is our banking system. They're printing trillions of dollars and causing generational high inflation. And these assholes are bitching about a pipeline in Russia while sending billions of dollars worth of equipment to Ukraine to fight a war they can't win against Russia. From its earliest days, Nord Stream 1 was seen by Washington and its anti-Russian NATO partners as a threat to Western dominance. Why, you ask? Well, because the pipeline is very profitable to Russia, and as Trump warned Germany and the rest of Western Europe during a speech to the United Nations in which the German delegation visibly laughed, would make them vulnerable to the whims of Putin or whoever runs Russia in the future. As Putin has been known to turn the dials on the pipeline over the years to make a point or get what he wants. So with Nord Stream 1 already considered dangerous in the view of NATO and Washington, what would Nord Stream 2, whose construction was completed in September of 2021, mean? Well, if approved by German regulators, it would double the amount of cheap gas available to Germany and Western Europe. Oh, the horror. Senate Republicans, led by Ted Cruz of Texas, repeatedly raised the political threat of cheap Russian natural gas during the confirmation hearing of Antony. I drew a big fat salary from the Chinese for a no-show job at the Penn Biden Center before becoming Secretary of State Blinken. By then, a unified Senate had successfully passed a law halting the pipeline in its tracks. Again, I posed a question. With the country falling apart economically, morally, fiscally, spiritually, monetarily, why would our national leaders give two shits about this pipeline? The only way to credibly make the argument that everything is in the national interest of the U.S. is to admit that we are a worldwide empire. Who was it that warned us about foreign entanglements? Let me see. Oh, right. That'd be George Washington in his farewell address. Well, let me ask you a question. If you were to bring George back to life and sit him at a table with President Biden, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Anthony Blinken, Marco Rubio, and name any other national interest hawk establishment type, who would you listen to? Especially considering the troubled state of the country, again, economically, morally, fiscally, spiritually, monetarily. I think old George would dress these guys down and shame them for their part in the destruction of the country under their watch. As the construction of the second pipeline neared completion, the Biden administration waived sanctions against Nord Stream AG, the owner of the pipeline. The State Department conceded that trying to stop the pipeline through sanctions and diplomacy had always been a long shot. Hmm, I wonder how they expected to stop it then. The consequences of that decision were immediate. Senate Republicans, again led by Ted Cruz, announced an immediate blockade of all of Biden's foreign policy nominees and delayed passage of the annual defense bill for months. Why, you ask? Because as long as Europe remained dependent on the pipelines for cheap natural gas, Washington was afraid that these countries would be reluctant to supply Ukraine with the money and weapons it needed to defeat Russia. Plus, it would starve Russia of billions of dollars that could have been contributed to the war effort. Think about it from the Europeans' perspective. Why would they help start World War III in their backyard? And why wouldn't they want cheap and plentiful natural gas to heat their homes and businesses? I mean, come on. The arrogant stupidity, naivety, whatever you want to call it, of our national leaders in D.C. is really breathtaking. What was the plan to sabotage the pipeline? 
Well, according to Hirsch, the Navy proposed using a newly commissioned submarine to assault the pipeline directly. The Air Force discussed dropping bombs with delayed fuses that could be set off remotely. The CIA argued that whatever was done, it would have to be covert. Everyone involved understood the stakes. Hirsch's source told him, quote, this is not kitty stuff, which of course is stating the obvious. He went on to explain that if the attack were traceable to the United States, it's an act of war. In the end, Navy divers, operating under the cover of an annual midsummer NATO exercise known as Baltops 22, or Baltic Operation 22, planted remotely triggered explosives that three months later destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines. Norway, one of the original members of NATO, was used as the center of the operation. The destruction of Nord Stream would benefit Norway by allowing them to sell more of its own natural gas to Europe. Hirsch claims that Biden made the decision way back in January of 2022 to, quote, see if we can find a way to blow those pipelines and put Russia back in the dark ages. Within days of the explosion, Swedish officials suspected the blasts were the result of gross sabotage. The Danish prime minister met Fredriksson said, quote, these are deliberate actions, not an accident. The situation is as serious as it gets. Russian Foreign Minister spokesman Maria, Maria Zakharova said in response to Hirsch's report that Moscow has, quote, repeatedly expressed its belief that the U.S. and NATO were involved in the explosion, and they have subsequently asked the United Nations to investigate it. Hirsch explained the politics of the destruction of the gas pipeline, whether it's an act of war or not, was a slap in the face of Europe. He says, quote, saying, you know, if you're not going to play ball with me in Ukraine, says the president, I don't care what happens there. I don't care if it's going to be hard to keep your people wealthy and warm. Basically, that's what he's done. And that's the real input of the story, end quote. And I would add, it just provides more evidence of the psychopathology of resident Biden and those people who are pulling his strings. I previously mentioned the heinous and callous nature of the military withdrawal from Afghanistan. Also consider the completely avoidable 40-year high price inflation that we all suffer from, the completely avoidable collapse of the banking system, and the crimes against humanity pushing the often toxic, sometimes deadly so-called COVID vaccine. They're still pushing it today despite all the evidence. These people are corrupt. These people are evil. The devil is alive and well in D.C. Let's look at the evidence of America's guilt. How about the fact that our mentally challenged president told the world it was going to happen? What, you say? Yep, on February 7th, 2022, less than three weeks before the seemingly inevitable Russian invasion of Ukraine, Biden met with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, who, after some wobbling, was now firmly on the American team, meaning he would not oppose the sanctions against the pipeline. At the press briefing that followed, Biden defiantly said, quote, If Russia invades, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We will bring it to an end. Then a reporter squeamishly asked, But how would you do that exactly since the project is in Germany's control? Biden's response, I promise you, we will be able to do that. Well, of course you will be able to do that because just a few weeks earlier, this dumbass had sat in a meeting and made the decision to do it. Why the hell would you say that out loud? Unless, of course, you suffer from a degenerative brain disease. 
20 days earlier, Undersecretary Newland had delivered essentially the same message at a State Department briefing that got little press coverage. Her quote was, I want to be very clear to you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward, end quote. Then Russia invades Ukraine and the Nord Stream pipeline was attacked. Are there any rocket scientists in this audience who might be able to put the pieces together for me? There's more. Following the attack on the pipeline, Secretary of State Anthony, I drew a big fat salary from the Chinese for a no-show job at the Penn Biden Center before becoming Secretary of State. Blinken said the attack on the pipeline was an opportunity. Here's his full quote. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependency on Russia energy and thus to take away from Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing his imperial designs. That's very significant, and that offers tremendous strategic opportunity for the years to come. But meanwhile, we're determined to do everything we possibly can to make sure the consequences of all of this are not borne by citizens in our countries or, for that matter, around the world. End quote. Then Republican Senator Marco Rubio accused the Russians of bombing their own pipeline while refusing to cite any intelligence briefings that he is privy to backing up his assertion. Remember, Rubio is a member of the Gang of Eight in Congress, meaning he and the rest of the gang must be notified of all intelligence activities undertaken by the U.S. President and the executive branch of government. So when he speaks on important matters like this, it's understood that he's well-informed. Why did I include that part about Marco Rubio and the Gang of Eight? Because the Biden administration did everything they could to avoid possible leaks about their sabotage plans. Hirsch points out that the divers used on the mission were Navy only, not members of American Special Operations Command, whose covert operations must be reported to Congress and briefed in advance to the, you guessed it, the Gang of Eight. The plan to blow up Nord Stream 1 and 2 was downgraded from a covert operation requiring Congress be informed to one that was deemed a highly classified intelligence operations with U.S. military support. Under the law, Hirsch's source explained, quote, there was no longer a legal requirement to report the operations to Congress. All they had to do now is just do it, but it still had to be a secret. The Russians had superlative surveillance in the Baltic Sea, end quote. Now comes the lies and cover-up. In subsequent interviews after his expose, Hirsch said that the CIA was ordered to come up with a cover story after President Biden met with the German chancellor in Washington on March 3rd. Hirsch writes, quote, I was told by someone with access to diplomatic intelligence. There was a discussion of the pipeline's expose, and as a result, certain elements of the Central Intelligence Agency were asked to prepare a cover story in collaboration with German intelligence that would provide the American and German press with an alternative version for the destruction of the Nord Stream. The results of the CIA's work was published in the New York Times and dies yet on March 7th. The New York Times report was very vague and said U.S. officials are now claiming the Nord Stream bombings might have been carried out by a pro-Ukrainian group. The Dizyet report claimed German investigators believed it was carried out by six people using a yacht rented in Poland that was owned by two Ukrainians. Other Western media outlets published similar articles reinforcing this cover story in the following days. Hirsch said the information the New York Times received, quote, originated with a group of CIA experts in deception and propaganda whose mission was to feed the newspaper a cover story and to protect a president who made an unwise decision and is now lying about it, 
end quote. The paper wrote, the review of newly collected intelligence suggests they were opponents of President Vladimir Putin of Russia, but does not specify the members of the group or who directed or paid for the operation. Hirsch said this about the paper's report, quote, the review of newly collected intelligence suggests they were opponents of President Vladimir Putin of Russia, but does not specify the members of the group or who directed or paid for the operation. Then the alphabet soup conspiracy media floated the absurd idea that Russia sabotaged their own pipeline as a way of punishing Europe in response to sanctions over the invasion of Ukraine. Make no mistake, the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline was an act of war by the United States on both Germany and Russia. Several weeks after he published his expose, Hirsch told the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. that Joe Biden made the decision to blow up Russia's Nord Stream pipelines because he saw being a war president as giving him a better chance at re-election. Hirsch said, he did it. He did it. I'm telling you, he did it. The Biden game is to wait it out and never say yes. Just imagine what the alphabet soup conspiracy media and all the national Democrats would do if this reporting had come out during the Trump administration. And yet they remain completely silent now. So here we are, a different decade with the same result. We had Woodrow Wilson push for the entry into World War I after running for office on the pledge of keeping us out of the war. We had FDR goading the Japanese into doing something foolish like attack Pearl Harbor. We had the Gulf of Tonkin. We had the WMDs in Iraq. We've had countless covert operations, assassinations, and deposing of leaders who don't share America's vision for the world. And now we have the latest example of American arrogance, the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline. You know the expression, the cream always rises to the top? Well, in American politics at the national level, the exact opposite is true. But not only does the best and brightest not rise to the top, but the most corrupt, immoral, unethical, dishonest, evil, arrogant, dim-witted, ignorant, and downright stupid always seem to rise. This is just another example. And that's the truth about the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share the episodes with your friends.